Hola, gracias por acompañarnos en un nuevo programa de El Mundo. Hello and thanks for joining us on our show El Mundo. And today, as always, we'll talk to Dr. Lightman about a new and interesting topic. Dr. Lightman, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you. Vamos a comenzar entonces. Dentro de la Torah hay mención a 42 mujeres. En este programa nos Let's begin. There are 42 women mentioned in the Torah, and today we'd like to talk about a few of them, and especially about their spiritual root. So our first question is, what is the role of women in the Torah from the perspective of the wisdom of Kabbalah? Uh, First of all, it says that wherever there is a man, next to him appears a woman, even if she's not mentioned. If she's mentioned, she has a role in and of herself, and she exists, and she performs some very clear upper important action. But Even if she's not mentioned, she still appears next to the man and together with him performs the actions that he does. And it's really very interesting how the Torah takes into consideration that no action can be performed unless they do it together, a man and a woman. Why is that so? Because you can't have... Nuestra siguiente pregunta entonces es referente a Génesis. So the question is, in relation to the book of Genesis, Eve is mentioned as the first woman who was created out of the rib of Adam. And it says there. Then God said, It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper, made against him. Does it have any kind of spiritual meaning that Eve was created out of Adam's rib? Of course, it's very important to mention because man is the force of bestowal and a woman is the force of reception. And they can't exist separately. And that well, the woman was created after the man and as if came from him. It means that the force of bestowal is the main initial force in nature. And that eventually all of nature, after all that it goes through, after all that's been said and done, it will all nonetheless return to be the force of bestow, the male force. But, God forbid, it's not that it's, it subtracts anything from the woman, not at all. She only adds the desire to receive, the will to receive that was hidden 
in nature for it to become revealed and then by that eventually the entire world will reach its perfection. So it symbolizes that these are complementary forces that complete each other. Of course, a man and a woman are forces that complete one another, and there can be no creation, Bria in Hebrew, which also means outside of, meaning outside of the Creator, that they need to grow outside of the Creator, develop, have offsprings, raise them, and come back to the same adhesion with the Creator as we had initially, when we came out and this entire cycle was pre-planned. And the woman here is actually that force around which all of creation revolves and develops. We know that in the Torah, everything is presented in a form of uh, of an allegory. So what does from the rib of a man symbolize? Well, it's not that it's so symbolic, but what it means is that they need to be similar to one another. Aside from the fact that the woman is the desire to receive and the man is the desire to bestow, but they really need to be together, one opposite the other. And in that harmony, and their mutual completion, will they be able to sustain the whole of reality, and from them come all the offsprings, billions of billions of parts of creation, and precisely thanks to that, can creation be gradually corrected in all of those tiny particular parts until, once again, they go back to this great, big, whole and complete connection where everything goes back to Adam and Eve. What does it mean that Eve was made help against him? as it says in Genesis. Help made against him means that she is entirely the opposite of Adam and that she's equal to him. And this character that's equal to Adam and is opposite him symbolizes that the things that are opposite to man, they're not negative, but that it's actually in order to complete him. Therefore, it says, it's not good for man to be alone, that man should be alone, but we shall make him a helper against him, because without that helper, it's not good for man, but with that helper, man can reach his whole and complete state. Sarah is the mother of the nation that together with Abraham became the cornerstone of the nation. What is her quality, Sarah's quality? 
The quality of Sarah is it's hard to find the words, but it's actually the foundation of the Israeli nation, and she completes Abraham. Abraham is the father of the nation, just like his name. That's what it means in Hebrew. And both of them, they actually start this nation that entirely wants or aspires to adhere to the Creator. We can put it this way, that if Adam and Eve they caused the creation of the corrupted clean of the corrupted vessel, which is a must. So there will be what to correct and to raise humanity to the highest degree of the divine force. Then Abraham and Sarah, between them, they developed the process of correction. And that's how it was. There is if like an ideological couple of the nation of Israel and later on of the whole of humanity. It's interesting because according to the writings, uh, the Creator told Abraham, listen to what Sarah says. Yeah, Sarah and the corrections is something very important because Sarah, she actually brings the desire to receive that Abraham needs to correct. And therefore, the whole of creation starts from Sarah. Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Leah, son consideradas. Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Leah, these are considered the four mothers of Israel. The four of them share the same characteristic that they couldn't bear children. Is there a special reason for it? Yeah, that they couldn't bear children, it means that they had such corruptions from the beginning of creation, from Adam, from Adam and Eve, that it's hard to correct the correct, it's hard to correct the correct connection between the male and female parts. And therefore, all of these mothers, the four mothers and three fathers, it's hard for them to give birth to offsprings, meaning to perform corrected actions until it started existing in a large quantity of souls or human beings, suppose. And this is how we can reach all the corrections and the end of correction. What characteristics should women have in order for them to be considered mothers? For them to be devoted to the upper force. That they'll understand that they have a role to bring lead the nation of Israel to its correction, connection, and to pull with them 
for this nation to pull with them the rest of the world toward that same connection and correction. What else? There are many roles for every mom of the four mothers. But each in and of herself, the main thing is to set a foundation for the development of the female part, which is actually the principal part that determines that needs to be corrected, nurtured, and led to correction. And therefore, the mothers, and this is something that we see in the nation of Israel, how respected a woman is, how special she is, how much respect she gets, and that she's given her place, and never throughout the entire Jewish history was a woman second. Second in importance, she was always on the highest degree and could always demand anything that she thought that she deserves, and she always got it. What was the special contribution of the mothers to the nation of Israel? Every mother, every woman, Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, Rachel, they give us a special example for the role of the woman. She also pulls with her other women to follow her. And even though that we don't understand and we don't know and we don't feel what is going on here, but really? Really? Every woman in the world in general, not only in Israel, can find her root in one of the mothers. How can we find this root in the mothers? A woman today, how can she find her root, for example? It's according to what she feels in her heart, to the measure to which a woman wants to implement the role of the woman and the family and even to some extent in the world. She starts feeling, she can feel which of the four mothers is her root drawn from. How did they contribute to the creation, formation, development of future generations? All these mothers, they greatly contributed to the development of the generations. They were an example. In practice, they themselves and through their husbands influenced the the development of the generations. They 
held the foundation of the nation and also of the world for the world to be correctly directed in the right direction. The role of the woman here is far beyond the role of the man. The woman prepares everything, leads her children to life, and therefore it seems as though the man is the one who acts. But really, the woman has a greater impact here than men do, and we see it to this day. So, if so, how can we sum up these attributes, these qualities that we need to take an example from that were left for us by these mothers, what we can implement in the world today? In today's world, we only need to learn what is going on. There are many stories, even books, about the mothers. And we need to learn from there how should we raise our daughters and what can we also take for the boys, for everyone from them. Each of them was as a woman whose husband, that she was with her husband, and as it says that the female revives, activates the, the male, the man. And so if we want to understand what did Abraham, Isaac, Jacob do, then we need to look at the women, at Sarah, Rebecca, and Leah. That actually they determined the actions of the men. Miriam was a prophet who profited the following that she will give birth to a child that will salvate Israel. We're talking about Moses. And also it says that Miriam, the prophet, the sister of Aaron, took the drum in her hands and all the women followed her and danced. Miriam is one of the seven prophets of Israel. Does it have a special meaning that a woman's a prophet? Sure. But first of all, we see that a man, just like a woman, can be on all the degrees of holiness, spiritual degrees, and there's there's nothing... It's not unique only for a man that he merits these things. No. We had women prophets, too all throughout the generations, and also women sages, such that all the sages, all the wise men came to them to ask questions and used to get answers and guidance from them and used to implement it meticulously, meaning 
There is a different point of view here at the role of the woman uh, in our world. Even today, with all of our progress and our entire developmental process, we reach nothing yet. All of humanity, from what the Torah tells us about, and the examples that it shows and demands of us. What is the greatness of Miriam in that all women followed her in the crossing of the Red Sea? She pulled them to correction. She understood that the correction of the nation of Israel is in that they need to leave Egypt, cross the Red Sea, come closer to Mount Sinai, and that it's necessary to divide between the men and women here and for the women to connect as one body, as one woman, like the image of Eve versus Adam. No, no, no. Please. During the giving of the Torah, it says, Say the following to the house of Jacob. Tell the people of Israel, Why is it that women are considered the house of Jacob? Yeah, women, they belong to the house of Jacob because it is the female force, Jacob, is the senior of the fathers. There's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob is the middle line that is opposite the Creator. And therefore, all the, the entire vessel that needs to be directed toward the Creator, it is a vessel that the woman prepares. And therefore, in Israel too, we have a system of schools, special system of schools, that are called Bet Yaakov, the house of Jacob. It is a sign that it is a vessel, a home. Where the Torah wisdom dwells in the middle line, meaning in a form that includes in it all wisdoms, and it is called house, the house of Jacob. And those that study, those that control, govern the house of Jacob, women manage it. Deborah was the only judge that Israel had in ancient times. And it says that uh, Devorah, a prophet, the wife of Lepidot, was leading Israel at that time. Further, it says that the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. So the people of Israel acknowledged her authority. What qualities did she have that made her a judge? 
A judge in Israel is a very, very unique person. It is a person who needs to withstand all temptations, all pressures, and to pursue justice. And therefore, she actually, that's how she actually was. And for a woman, it's several times harder than it is for a man because she has the heart of the entire nation. And she's like the mother of everyone. And therefore, to have a trial of justice is hard. And she could do it. In those times, Barak asked for her help. And he said, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Why did Barak feel this basic need to get Deborah's support without which he couldn't yeah, without which he couldn't win? That's clear because the power of Deborah is far beyond that of Barak and of all these forces in general. A judge, that's something we need to understand, is a person that includes in him all the forces of that generation. And when he judges, then the creator that's above that person hears and follows his decision implements his decision. Therefore, Deborah that decided something, then in that she gave the Creator as if the authority to implement what she decided. We see that these roles like the prophets, fathers, judges are implemented both by men and women. What's the difference between the two? Well, this may be a bit hard to, to explain, but... It's, it's even like in a family that it's hard for us to divide. The, these are men, these are women, this is the man's role, this is the woman's role. But it's a special role nonetheless. And for women, it is several times more than for a man because what the woman decides on it always is implemented by the upper force. What's interesting is that no matter what we see in the, in the Bible and the different sources, the role of the woman and the actions that are revealed through the woman it is always successful. It's like the Creator loves women more than He loves men. He's closer to them. He better understands their heart and more respects them. 
¿Con qué mensaje central entonces debemos eh, terminar este programa con respecto a las mujeres? So, what central message should we come out of this show with about women in the Torah and their relevance to the modern world? It's necessary to try and explain more and more how much the woman, according to the Torah, is a special force. It is a special creation that actually, even though that only through the connection with the male force can she develop, the male can't develop without her at all. But both of them together, just like they came out of the image of the Creator in the same way, their mutual completion, they need to go back to be like the Creator. I heard you say that the Creator is closer to women. Yeah. The Creator is as if, well, in our language, we can say that the Creator likes women more than men. Why? Because they perform more corrected actions. They're drawn to being more in favor of the collective, of the created beings. They're more inclined to it, even though that Eve brought about the shattering. But after that, women, more and more, are drawn to correction. Dr. Lightman, hemos terminado el programa. Otra vez el tiempo se agotó, lastimosamente. Dr. Lightman, unfortunately, our time's up again. We have many more questions left. Thank you very much for being with us. All the best. Yeah, I hope that we will implement what the Creator told Abraham. Listen to what Sarah tells you. And by that, we will advance toward a good life. Thank you. Amen. Thank you.